This is MRN Audio. I am Anna Delas, editor at MRNA. We bring you the latest news, interviews, and entertainment from the world of nanobiology. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Can't stop looking at your phone? You're not alone. The obsessive appeal of social networking isn't a bug, it's a feature. That is the description you'll find on Netflix for the docudrama The Social Dilemma. Arguably, the film made quite the splash when it was released in 2020. Let's travel back in time to the early weeks of 2021. mRNA5 is coming together to watch and review The Social Dilemma. Okay, um, actually, who has seen The Social Dilemma? I'm getting... Head shaking all around. Okay, yeah. Stan, could I could I start with you because you're like next to me on Zoom? Dude. Like, what what expectations do you have? You know, coming into this blind. I I really do not know. Um, what what I have heard though is is that it really I don't know. Um, um, well, I've I've heard I've heard very good stories about it that it really makes you think about I don't know being on on social media all of the time and the pressure that it actually creates for you. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I think I'll be a little bit more aware of, I don't know what else is going on in my mind whenever I'm on social media. Sure. And, uh, have you, have you brought like a, like an in-movie snack? Um, I, I actually have not. No, I, I, I have some sugar left from Eli. Pure <laughs> 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 yes. sugar. Uh, are, are you a sweet popcorn person or a, a salty popcorn person? Oh, definitely salty. Definitely salty. Okay, but good, the, good, the, good. The best, though, the best, is, the, the best is caramel by far. Ooh, those are rare, though. Those are These, rare, yeah. Which, which rare. makes it, you know, the, the more amazing when you, when you do have them. Fair, fair. Okay, and uh, I think below stand for me is Elisa. So what are you expecting going into this movie? Can I can I start with a story on popcorn because yes <laughs> you can also start with a story on popcorn. So one of my roommates likes sweet popcorn better, and one of my other roommates like salty popcorn better. And just last week we uh, well they were like cut sitten, and I was like half cut sitten. and <laughs> then there were already some beers in me, and I decided it was a good idea to make some palm popcorn. And then I was like, oh, should I make it sweet or should I make it salty? So I did both. Um, so, well, that's basically my story, but <laughs> it tastes it's... pretty good, actually. Both in one pan? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, well, I was about to ask this as, like, as well. It, like, it was sweet and salty at the same time. I mean, if you're drunk, oh. it doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. But, <laughs> but, like, at some point, somebody came from the flat who was, like, not drunk, who was just going to watch us being drunk, and he actually liked this as well, <laughs> if I remember correctly, actually. because kissings are a little bit easy. You can actually buy them this way as well, right? Like, you have, like, these special bags yeah. of popcorn that have both sweet and salt in them. They're, like, Ooh. the favorite popcorn of a friend of mine, and she always has it with her. Those are good, but I think the difference with those is that those are sweet kernels and salty kernels in one bag. Yeah, yeah, they're made separately and then put together. Yeah, exactly, and then joined together. Mm-hmm. So I think, Elisa, you made them together, right? Yeah, but like if you make it yourself, you just put some salt over it and some powdered sugar. So it's ah, different true. anyway. So, okay, so that was my story about popcorn. Now I'm about to show you so my roommates actually have both seen it. So I've heard quite some stories. And actually one of my teachers 
from a course had also seen it and he was like oh well you totally get a different view and they know everything and stuff and I think my roommates are more like well the first half is like kind of like fair like you're kind of get to realization what that's like wow they they really make you an addict of stuff and they they really just put in stuff which you think is nice for you but actually just makes you use it more and stuff and then the second half is like a little bit more dramatized so I'm looking forward to uh, seeing if I agree with that. Okay, and uh, Nathan, how about you? Yeah, I actually have no idea what to, what to expect. All my friends said it was really good. Mm -hmm. uh, like everyone told me it was really good, you should watch it, and then I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so now I'm here. <laughs> That's how that always Sounds goes. Good. Yeah. And um, are you a sweet popcorn person or a salty popcorn person? S salt. Salty. Okay. Although right now I, I have this really horrible sweet rosé that my boyfriend bought yesterday. And it's the only thing that we had at home, at home, and I really wanted to drink something, like something, <laughs> nice. something wine-like. And this was the only thing we had, and it's really bad. So. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like, like those like Valentine's days, like Valentine's oh, Day no. rosés I've been seeing, like very very pink <laughs> drinks. It was it like less a very than three euros. It was less than three euros. Damn. Three euros quality wine. <laughs> So. Must be really good then. <laughs> yes. Quality, quality wine. Well, at least uh, it has alcohol. <laughs> exactly. I, I can be a real wine snob, but I'll still drink anything. <laughs> nice. I'll just complain while doing it. <laughs> oh, that sounds great. And uh, Stefan, what do you expect going in? Um, some confrontation with facts, uh, things that probably maybe not like to see i guess uh, on how things all works and such um but like social media is such a big part of my life that or like my life it's traumatic i use it a lot <laughs> so i'm i'm wondering if i'll if it will like change the way i look at social media and such okay and uh, are you a sweet popcorn person or a salty popcorn person? i'm absolutely a salty <laughs> You're I'm absolutely salty, I'm salty, salty just in general. Yeah, I I'm always salty. salty. <laughs> okay. I'm always salty. Good to know. Good to know. And uh, Lulu, how about you? Sweet or salty? Oh, sweet for sure. Sorry. No. Okay. I see some yes. conflict arising here. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> yes, your princess makes life more fun, right? Yeah, and then you have to just throws everything. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Now, what, what are you expecting going into the social dilemma? Because I think you said you've seen like five minutes of this. I think I was just scrolling through Netflix, looking for something that would be interesting and not just, you know, mind-numbing entertainment. And then I saw <laughs> Could this. Could you give an example of mind-numbing entertainment? Almost everything on Netflix. Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> just, it's 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 okay to watch, but it's not really intellectually challenging or something. Have, have you seen Black Mirror? Yes, that's also a really nice one, but it's very dark as well. Um, but it is. Yeah, so <laughs> I started the first few minutes, and I was like, I actually, I'm not really feeling this, and I didn't really know much about the hype around it. Um, I don't really have that many expectations. I'm just curious to see what it brings. Okay, sounds good. I think we can then. You know, move into the actual watching bit. It's been a long time coming. How about you, but, 
Um, I think what I'm what I'm especially interested in or this what I heard about this is that a bunch of the pe people who created these technologies are also kind of talking about you know uh, retrospectively what they think about um, social media and, and and their creations and I think that's a pretty interesting aspect to see what people think about their you know brain brain children. Um, <laughs> I, I wonder what their kind of take on the, the whole idea uh, is. So yeah, I think that that's kind of um, what I'm hoping to see some of. And what is your favorite movie, Snack? Oh, that's that's a very open question. What's my favorite movie, Snack? Um, I think Popcorn is up there. M&Ms are definitely also mm. very good. Popcorn and M&M's together is actually also pretty good. Popcorn with M&M's, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and actually speaking no, of this Trill is Mix, good. is Sa also Salt and popcorn with sweet M&M's. Yeah, exactly. That's that's oh. really nice. Like, oh. But like, tiny, sweet. But it's still warm and kind of melt. Uh, salty all the way. Or mixed. It's it's the salty, mixed, and then sweet. Sweets, like pure sweet, I can't do. Yeah, no, same. I prefer nachos anytime. Ooh. Oh, yes, I agree. Okay, okay, yes. I, I'm gonna try like, and guacamole, like, like, the, like the dips. I don't know, the dips in the in the bioscope always seem a bit. Yeah, the, che the cheese know. dip oh. in the cinemas looks really bad. It, it, yeah. <laughs> really conservative. I just like my popcorn at a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really. I just want my popcorn. I just want my popcorn at a movie. Yeah, I'm really bad. I don't care. It's something. It's a, never the change in winning team. I mean, the cinemas and popcorn are just like Romeo and Juliet, and so they're just meant together. Oh, in some places you have um, like ice cream in the cinema as well, but then not like Magnums or something, but like proper like cones, different flavor. It's so good. Like uh, you're just sitting in the theater. I I could enjoy like a two liter. The, the, uh, a thing of unit of, of Ben and Jerry or something. Oh. Uh, Ooh. Movie, right? Yeah, it's and then watch some shitty movie just eating that pretty yeah. much. Oh. <laughs> oh, that sounds very good. Now, now you like are making me want to run to the Albert and get <laughs> yeah, Actually, too. it's closed. <laughs> yeah, yes, I know, I know, no, I know. It's not. It's like it's closing at like now, the time had come to sync our Netflix streams, dig into our snacks, and enjoy the film. See you on the other side. So, so we were talking about like what's on our phone screens, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. Because I was thinking, because uh, uh, Stefan, what you said. Yeah. So the thing was like halfway oh, through. What you did halfway through the movie. Yeah. So what I did was like um, I had like an impulse of thinking like you get all these messages like from Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Twitter, uh, Tinder, even such kind of things, and they don't actually what? really matter because I was thinking like I was in a in a mind through I was thinking like oh why don't I just 
just close off all my notifications. Then I was like, okay, what if people really need me? And then I was thinking like, okay, if people really need me, what will they contact me on? It will be probably on WhatsApp uh, or they will call me. So I'll keep those on. And just during the movie, I just turn off everything that I was like, not necessary, not necessarily. Uh, because like, I don't really need to know who sent me a DM on Instagram with a funny video about dogs or something. I mean, that that's not what I really need. So I also like deleted the, the apps from my home screen. Uh, I didn't delete them at a, like totally because I still like, it's like a slow process maybe to like eventually delete all my social media, but um, it's like a, a small step towards that because uh, did this, what, what I started, like I saw a video on YouTube um, which was talking about like the activation energy for opening apps, which is really low because you grab your phone, you press it and you're boom, you're on Instagram. It's super easy to like keep scrolling, uh, which is way harder uh, or it's less harder than just like standing up and like, for example, grabbing my guitar here and playing a song or finding something to play on it. So that's. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I think it's really yeah. funny that you mentioned the Instagram thing because every time I like notice that I'm getting too addicted to Instagram it's like that that's my uh whatever you want to call it whatever um I like move it to a different folder in my phone so I have to like look for it again and then eventually I get back into the habit of finding it in this obscure folder in my phone but it really works like for a certain <laughs> amazing <laughs> Yeah, but so that story got me thinking to like look at like well how does my home screen look on my phone and it's not like actually my home screen but the, the screen i use the most has my calendar on there with like whatever i have to do and right above there are instagram whatsapp facebook and twitter which is just the worst thing i could have possibly done and i just realized like i'm always on there i'm like what, what do i have to do tomorrow oh this and this this how much time do i have oh I still have like two hours before I need to do something. What should I do? Oh, look, Twitter's right here. <laughs> you can just scroll Twitter for two. It's, it's awful. And I just realized that this is a really bad way of organizing my phone. So I'm going to change it later. Do you also like have that you're open your phone and you're planning on doing something and then you end up on WhatsApp or whatever and then you close your phone and you realize, wait, I did not do what I intended to do. <laughs> I think like 99% of the people do. Yeah, realize it's crazy. That. It makes you think, like, if you really start thinking about how much you use your phone and what you do on it and when. Mm -hmm. Because you also don't register stuff. Like, there's this thing where if you ask people what's the app, like, can you name all the apps in the bottom, like, thingy? Yeah, like the bottom like, bar. Here. Yeah. Like, can you name all know. this in order? I uh, wasn't here with you. No, I think it's agenda Safari. I do. <laughs> I think it's the defaults actually for my phone. Yeah, the same. I also have defaults. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I never change those. I'm too. I, I'm not sure if it's oh, laziness yeah. or just. Being I I changed. I just changed the camera app. I, I really <laughs> like the term of, uh, activation energy, Stefan. I think that's a. Yeah. It's a very accurate and also somewhat nanobiology related term <laughs> <laughs> yeah. really good um i was wondering maybe it's nice to do kind of a little little round where we you know you um maybe mention uh what you learned if, you, if there was like one thing you kind of took took away from 
uh, watching the social dilemma, uh, what you liked, uh, so or what you agreed with, and what you didn't like. Maybe those three points are kind of cool to start with. And then um, let's just start with uh, Nathan, because you're like closest yeah. to me in Zoom. Okay. Uh, and then uh, how about you point out someone else to, to go afterwards? Okay. Uh, so I'm not sure what I've learned. Like uh, there was a lot of information there, but like the big lines, I think I was at least at some part aware of. I might have not been, have been consciously aware as much, but like I knew social media was addicting. I knew um, people get radicalized using social media. I know how fake news is a bigger problem. Like um, I was aware of most of the top of these topics. It was still nice to like see them in this kind of documentary, like in like a kind of storyline. Uh, and I, what I really liked was the, the the way they showed like a lot of the, they, they went over a lot of problems that they might like, I have to think about this for a little bit. Like they covered a lot, a lot of problems that I thought they might not necessarily cover. Like there was even this guy that was very focused on how this is, he didn't quite say it. And that's what I disliked, but then I got so, Wait, it's difficult to just think, like put your thoughts into words without thinking about them first. Uh -huh. So it's the thing that I both liked the most and disliked, I guess. It's this one guy at the la at the like the last uh, little interview part. Uh, he he almost names what I think is the biggest problem here. Is this the where guy it's with the will metaphor? The, which metaphor? The like the whales and the trees metaphor. Yes. Yes, yes. Okay. Like he talks about how it's a problem that like it's all about profit and how the like just it's in the best interest of all these companies uh, to extract our, our data and like manipulate us in however they want it. But he doesn't quite call the problem capitalism itself, which I personally think is a really big mm -hmm. problem, which is also the big problem that uh, is ca causing uh, climate change right now, uh, which is causing uh, like the our social media problem, which is why a lot of the right, the coronavirus relief isn't quite working because everything has to work with the economy. The economy has to be uh, is not allowed to stop for a little bit because it's all like er everything's always focused on profit and and keeping the economy running. And I think that's causing all of the big problems in the world right now to a certain extent. He should have used the C word. Huh? He didn't. He, he didn't been. quite name it. Like, like they, they all danced around it. Okay. And I feel like no one quite wants to say, like, you know, maybe the problem is that we have these big companies instead of like what these big companies are doing. Mm -hmm. Maybe the problem is the existence of a company that can have this much money. I would even say mm -hmm. so. Someone as far as to say we don't want to like destroy the companies or we. Like, I, I love Facebook, I love Google, I love the people. So that's even like further. It's not just not wanting to name yeah. it. It's you know, yeah, some people, yeah, some people say that all, uh, like, like they kind of pretend that, like, that, that you could tweak it by just changing the algorithm or like have some regulations and stuff, which I think is not going to work. But a lot of them also just danced around with this topic. Like, they named climate change and they named this and they, Named profit as a problem, but they didn't quite to take the next step. And uh, who who do you want to speak next? Well, Elise is closest 
to me on Zoom, so I'll just go give it to Teresa. That's a good right. technique. So I think what I found most interesting, or at least really interesting, is like the guy which we heard a lot from, who was from Google, said like... I'm probably most addicted to my email. I mean, really, I mean, I, I feel it. And when I think about like phone addiction and stuff, I don't think about email. And then I was like, well, I personally, I don't have that many social media. I have WhatsApp, I have, well, of course, I have email, and I have Snapchat. So I also was like, well, I mean, it's not that bad, right? But then on the other hand, I do spend quite some time on Snapchat. And I also, when I pick up my phone, I go check it. Like, so, and, and WhatsApp, I, I also check WhatsApp like a, a thousand times a day. And my email, I actually usually check my email like first thing in the morning, which is like totally crazy, of course. So I found it kind of interesting how like it's broader than just like the Facebook and the Twitter and like you can, there are a lot of more apps which also actually just really try to get your attention and which are really useful, but still it's good to be aware of it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. What kind of scares me actually to, you know, kind of continue about the Gmail subject is I think in, in the social network, they mentioned the, the, the saying, uh, if, if you're not paying for it, then, then you are the product. And, and, and that kind of reminds me of, of Gmail as well, right? Because I think everybody, at least, especially people from our generation, I probably see Gmail as this incredibly benign, borderline boring thing. Yeah. Uh, but but that basically would imply that Gmail is also something uh, Google leverages to get data from us. So uh, I think that's kind of a scary thought, but uh, I found that an interesting kind of application of, of that idea. Also, like at some point he began like about things or some people said things about stuff you, you should do with your children to make sure like that these things don't happen. And my parents actually like they, they said to us, you, you can't have like um, social media until you're like, 12 or something. I, I didn't have hives until I was 12, which at that time like totally sucked because everybody had hives. Like once I had hives, I like played the games forever and nobody else <laughs> used it anymore. But like, and I, I think like, I mean, I see now, like I see their point because I did, I had Instagram actually. And then at some point I realized that it wasn't really making me happy because like I, you, you just start caring so much about likes and stuff, which I, I just realized I was really sensitive to that. And I was like, well, why, why am I doing this? So I just stopped using it. But at the same time, it keeps drawing you in because I never wanted to have Facebook, but then I was looking for a room in Vancouver. And actually the easiest way to do that is to have Facebook. And there are a lot of other things which Facebook is really useful for. So it's kind of annoying. Agreed. <laughs> so shall I let someone else uh, <laughs> have something yeah, to say? Yeah, sure, go ahead. So Lulu is next to me, so maybe Lulu. Uh, yeah, so I think what I took away from, okay, what this documentary meant to me um, is that it kind of brought a lot of things together that I've been thinking about or wondering about. So, well, my girlfriend's American, so we talk about like American politics quite often and the elections and stuff. And <laughs> it, yeah, she's laughing now. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, we we like last week had a conversation about how social media works and how everyone's collecting our data. And we like looked up on Google also the 
you know that you can have your location tracked by Google and you can like look back on a day and it can just say like where you were, what photos you took at what place and that kind of stuff, um, which is really cool, but also like terrifying. And then we looked at that and we talked about it and stuff. Um, and then also another, okay, so we also watched the Flat Earth documentary. And since then I've been wondering like, how can this happen, you know? <laughs> Yeah, a flat earth documentary and a documentary about flat earthers, which is actually very interesting. It touched upon similar topics, but then not with as many experts. Um, and also this video about AI, uh, a TED talk, and it was this woman explaining how AI is really good at doing exactly what you tell it to do. But that can also be very dangerous because ultimately it's programmed by humans and humans, you know, don't have uh, yeah, the knowledge or foresight to predict what it will actually do with that specific assignment. So all of those specific things just kind of came together and I was like, whoa, this makes sense, you know? Um, so it really tied it together for me and it was really nice to have that insight. But I also think you can't really escape it being part of our generation or like even younger. Uh, in our culture and our society like if you don't join in there's so much you miss and like so many social opportunities but also you don't know what's going on in the world and it's it's really hard to get out of it so that's a bit scary for me like you don't really have a choice but you don't have control over it either um and i was also thinking about like what can you do besides just deleting apps or being selective in what content you uh, click on. Because, yeah, you can write a letter to the European Parliament being like, yo guys, fix some stuff. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I feel very powerless in this and it feels weird. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, that's my thing. Yeah, one thing I want to say about AI, like one, another part of the documentary that's really hit the notice when he said, People are always talking about the point where it'll, uh, AI will surpass human strength. There's a point before that where it surpasses human's weakness. That's one thing I've never, never heard before. And that really, where I was really like, oh, damn. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a nice idea. I agree. Yeah, so no, I, I think you have to uh, pick a next person to. Uh... Yes. Yes. Um, well, Stan is directly beneath me. So good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I was surprised by, by a couple of things. Um, firstly, I was surprised by how much I was into the documentary at the start. Um, like we, we, we had a chat open and like within three minutes, um, 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 we said to each other, oh, oh, oh damn, we're already fully in. Um, and my attention was really grabbed by, you know, 20 guys being presented um, and uh, uh, having, uh, having said that they were CEOs or, or head of uh, um, um, engineering of Google or whatever. Um, and then already, you know, uh, saying stuff like, okay, we created a monster or bad things are happening uh, concerning those big ass companies, um, which really drew me in. And uh, two statements that really got to me were, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. That, that really got to me. Like that, that, that was, 
that was um, um, so so it's it, it's been going around that you know Facebook uh, earns money from data and for 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 you know selling us, which is pretty well known, I suppose. Um, but hearing this, you know, black and white, it was pretty scary. I think uh, at least it struck me. And then the second statement that really got to me was that AI is not going to fix this. Um, um, like, you know, getting better AIs and stuff is only going to increase the pro uh, well, you know, worsen the problems, um, which I don't think is, you know, the view that everyone has. I think a lot of people think, okay, uh, within the upcoming years, uh, computers are going to be smarter, AIs are going to be a lot better, um, this will be fixed. Um, but, but, but seeing this, uh, well, hearing that was a little bit scary to me. Um, and then the last thing that I wasn't very, very, very happy about or, or very, well, I, uh, eventually they touched upon the conspiracy, you know, thing about social media, which, which we also coming. So we were talking about, okay, I, I really hope uh, they're going to, you know, talk about conspiracy theories and it's two minutes later they did. But what, what, what I really didn't like is that they threw, for me, it felt like they threw a bunch of videos together um, to maybe dramatize the, the, the image a little bit. So, so they touched upon, um, you know, Pizza Gate and stuff, which is a very well-known uh, example, of course. But then they also threw in some images for France, uh, um, you know, the, the, the people that started uh, revolting in 2017 uh, with, the, with the yellow jackets, they were called. Um, and then some images of Hong Kong. Um, and they all, you know, put it on one big pile um, concerning fake news and conspiracy theories and stuff, which was all due to, due to new new AIs and new platforms and new social media, which I really didn't, I, I really thought that that did not do the individual scenarios justice. So I, I, I was very, I, I was very much shocked by that because the quality of the show was very good to me, was, was very high. Uh, and I agreed with a lot that, you know, came across, but then the latter half hour or so was a little bit, I just didn't agree with the last part anymore, which I find very sad. Yeah, I also agree with that. Like sometimes just images were shown to like exaggerate things yeah. or like make it really dramatic. And I get like the point, but it's not really it because maybe social media was involved in it, but lots of different factors. And it's really easy to throw, like you said, everything on one pile of it being social media and an algorithm and such. Okay. Um, Dan, you want to speak up? Uh, sure. Let's see. So, what was new to me? I think uh, somebody already told me the 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 saying, the the one where the, the monetization one. So, uh, if you don't pay for the product, you are the product. So uh, that one I saw coming. Um, but I think I think an idea that followed that one up that I really hadn't thought thought of before was the idea of how these these companies are basically selling futures on humans. This is a new kind of marketplace now. It's a marketplace that never existed before. And it's a marketplace that trades exclusively in human futures. Just like there are markets that trade in pork belly futures or oil futures. We now have markets that trade in human futures at scale. And those markets have produced the trillions of dollars that have made the internet companies the richest companies in the history of humanity. 
So I'm, I'm not an, uh, an economist, but uh, I think I, I know, you know, you, you always know a little of, of, of what, you know, these terms mean and, and imply. And I think that was a, a totally, a really novel way of putting stuff. And I, and I think it really kind of underscores the power, the predicting power these companies have. So I, I really like that idea. Uh, I think that stuck with me the most. I really liked that they had this ensemble of, of all these ex-CEOs and ex-founders, but also current uh, employees who worked at different companies. And, and I really like that. I think their, their, you know, their thoughts are, of course, very valuable, but I, I think they're all also very uh, good and in, in, you know, describe, describing what they feel. And I, I think it was also kind of a wide range of, of people, of voices. Uh, I think on the one hand, there were kind of more typical Silicon Va uh, Valley figures, and I can't really know their names, but there were, you know, still kind of, they were conflicted. And on the other hand, there's kind of more extreme figures who are like, you know, the later social media accounts, do this and that. And I think there was a nice wide range. Uh, so. I appreciated that. What I what I would change, I think, uh, and and I agree with Sten on this. I think the beginning, like the first hour, was really really good. It was super tight, um, and I think they kind of they 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 could have made the the second half an hour just as sharp in its in its phrasing. And I think what kind of contributes contributes to that and kind of the, the the last half a larger percentage of the story is the 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 one with the actors um i get why they put that in there because it's like if as a director it's nice to have kind of this this storyline you can use as kind of a code hanger to put your you know different uh subjects on right you can you can start off with with the girl and the family and then start talking about um uh, about suicide amongst among tweens and stuff. I think that was also very heavy, um, and, and you can kind of proceed and putting on you know new new items onto this you know story as it goes. But I think they could have kind of compressed the last bit and make it less dramatic. So I think that was my uh, that was my take, and so I'm gonna pass it on to Stefan. Last but not least. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I want to start with like agreeing with Dan. Um, I really liked the documentary. Like the subject was like really something I care for or at least sounded interesting. So in my opinion, they could have like cut many scenes out like the, the acting thingies uh, or made them like really short because sometimes it was just a scene about the like the three evil minds behind the ads that you could see on social media and i got like the that they wanted to maybe show a metaphor of some sort but it sometimes took too long and i was like i get it i get it there's an evil mastermind behind this just get on with it um and i would have been just just really fine with just like the information as such or just a quick little mention or quick little scene, like Diane said, like in the beginning, like where the, the, this could be a problem as such. 
Uh, furthermore, like I said, I'm, I thought it was sometimes just a bit dramatic or sometimes exaggerated, but that does not change the fact that I really, really enjoyed it. Uh, I understand why I got like a nice 7.7 on IMDb, uh, which is like an international movie database, which people just review things. Uh, their research. Yeah, yeah, of course. I, I, I do my small research every very time. Very nice. Like this is very professional. Yeah. So what I thought, like what Lulu said, um, the thing like with the whole generation, this is just part of us. Like technology gets like woven into our daily life. And it's, it's really hard to say, like for me as a person, like I'm not going on Instagram anymore because you do miss many things. Um, so that's why I think like maybe that's part of like a, of a FOMO, like fear of missing out and such, which is like completely fine. Like everybody probably has it. And you on yourself, it's hard to fix this on yourself. So I thought that's, this, this needs like a bigger thing to fix this problem, as you might say. So I really like the part like the guy talking about rules and regulations. Um, I do not know how you're going to fix it, like rules and regulations on AI. But if you can come up with something, yes, please, because I think that that, that might be something that, that it requires. Um, what I also liked about the movie, like the start, like that it, like everyone already said, like like they got people from Google, Pinterest, Twitter, and everything that had like a, a kind of bigger impact because it was like from the inside and people know what's really happening to suppose to like normal people from the street or like normal, not people working at these mega companies and not being like the co-founder of the light button. It was like really cool hearing at first. I was like, oh, you're one of the first Instagram, super cool. And then they're like, oh, it's horrible. And I'm like, oh, oh wake up. Um, so I thought like the movie was especially like a, a reminder of social media because I think like most people know these kind of things, but this was like a, a big reminder, like, oh, it's still happening. Um, and like, the thing is that the technology is awesome, but just the use of it isn't. <laughs> That's what like kept with me like the whole documentary. Um, and what I did really like was like um, the last half an hour, I was constantly thinking like, oh my God, how do we fix this? Oh my God, you're not gonna say like, oh, hey, we have a huge problem. Here's a nice documentary about it. Um, goodbye. <laughs> so I thought that was gonna be it at first, but then they were like, oh, well, you can do this, you can do this, and you can have these things with your kids and such. I've uninstalled a ton of apps from my phone that I felt were just wasting my time. All the social media apps, all the news apps, and I've turned off notifications on anything that was vibrating my leg with information that wasn't timely and important to me right now. And it's for the same reason that I don't keep cookies in my pocket. Reduce the number of notifications that you're getting. Turn off notifications. Turn off all notifications. So I'm not using Google anymore. I'm using Quant, which doesn't store uh, your search history. Never accept the video recommended to you on YouTube. Always choose. That's another way to fight. And I thought it was like, oh, nice, epic. That's really what I ended I at the really movie. like that as well. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I really liked. Me too. Uh, so that was nice. And also like the, the reminder of uh, that, that the world is beautiful. The world's beautiful. Look, look, it's great out there. <laughs> I mean, it was also kind of a realization that I'm sometimes also too much on social media. Like, what, what do I gain from it? I can do, I can go outside or get a new hobby or such. So that was also like a quick reminder. So that's why I 
immediately doing some things on my phone to like <laughs> try to help it. I was very happy to hear that that kind of positivity as well. Yeah. Like, especially, you know, inside the, the, the stuff like, okay, well, big ass problems, corporations are big, everything's about money, like descendants, the world is beautiful, get out there. That was very nice. I think it's a, it's yeah. a great way to- Solid doom and gloom. And then the question is, did you really go outside and have a nice time if you didn't share it? That is the question. That is the question. I was also like, while, while I was like watching it, I was either I was being drawn in, and then I thought, oh, I'm really being drawn in. They're really like using their. Using this on me? I don't know. <laughs> I felt the same thing because like, I was like, yeah, I felt the thing was these guys are like experts <laughs> on keeping your attention, and I was like, hmm. Yeah, I am. I am very attentive right now. Oh yeah, that's why also like what Stan said with like the France bits. I was like, oh geez, I do not have to get like sucked in like totally and just mm -hmm. agree with those people, even though just because they're just from Google and such. To also like kind of relativate things. Said the right. Yeah. yeah, and then at some point I was a little bit distracted by like the number of messages I had in WhatsApp, and then I was also like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it was funny. Yeah. And it's also made by Netflix, and I think they are the Facebook of of media, oh, sure. at least of, of conventional. You know, you play yeah. a movie. But media, that's like so. That's true. different. That's, that's different. different. Yeah, you're right. We are not um, the product there. <laughs> no, no, no. Maybe only half the product. Who knows? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I, th I think that's a discussion for uh, for a later date. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, for watching and sharing your opinions. Uh, I suggest we wrap it up. Today's episode was produced by mRNA. The intro music was composed by Noelle Fabour. Go follow him on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash That is soundcloud.com slash N-O-A-H L-E-F. If you like the podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. You can get in touch with us via email. Our email address is amrna-hook at tudelft.nl. Thank you so much for listening. We will have more MRN audio soon.